before you're seated, let's lift up. You know, the word jubilee in, in the Hebrew actually means to release a sound of joyful praise to the Lord. So let's just do that for just a second here. Let's just release a shout to the Lord of joyful praise, thankfulness, gratefulness, release, Father God. Can we just give the Lord a hand for that? Such an awesome, awesome thing that he's done here. The Lord just kind of spoke to me as I was praying about this morning. And he said, you know, every time you come to the end of a project or you come to the end of a matter, God positions us for a brand new beginning. And I believe that's especially important when we're talking about it being a Jubilee year. Because for those of you that are not familiar with the Jubilee season, it actually talks about it being every 50 years on the Hebraic calendar. But when we have relationship with Jesus, we actually get to have Jubilee every single day. Amen. And in Jubilee, what, what would happen is that if for some reason you had been taken captive, all captives ended up getting set free in the Jubilee year. Does anybody here have some, maybe some children or some grandchildren that you want to see get set free? Maybe some finances that you want to see get set free. Maybe some health issues that you want to see some freedom in. How many are believing God for your Jubilee to manifest this year? Amen. And one of the ways that Jesus declared the, the year of Jubilee is that when he came and proclaimed his ministry, he stood up in Isaiah chapter 61 and he began to read from the scroll of Isaiah and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Isn't that what we were just singing? The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news, to open up blind eyes, to heal broken hearts, to set captives free. And then he said this, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. So I want you to declare, this is my set time of favor. As I was praying for this church, I believe that the Lord said that this church is coming into it, one of its greatest set times of favor that you've ever experienced before. You know, grace covenant, the word grace in the Greek and the word favor are actually the exact same word in the Greek. And I believe that, I know that your church's name is Grace Covenant, but today let's just call it Favor Covenant because God's got a favor covenant, not just upon this church, not just upon this house, but upon your house, say upon my house. Because God wants us to begin to get an attitude that we are blessed and favored of the Lord. Amen. And so I want to uh, take us to Luke chapter 1, and we're going to read about uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, when she had an encounter with the angel, and the angel began to speak to her about becoming the mother of the Son of God. And what happened on that day is that she actually became pregnant with the purposes of God, with a destiny that literally birthed somebody else's destiny. How many understand God wants to make you pregnant with a sense of kingdom of God destiny? We're not just here just to get by by the skin of our teeth, but we are here on purpose. We are here for destiny. And inside of you is actually somebody else's destiny. 
When you obey God, every time you obey God, you position yourself to fulfill destiny, but you also position others to fulfill their destiny as well. Let me ask you this question. Who is on the other side of your obedience? When we obey God and allow God to do what he needs to do in us, it frees us to begin to birth something that can change the world. Mary birthed something that changed the world and we are still being impacted by the life of Jesus Christ today all because she entered into a covenant with God and the angel said, blessed and highly favored. Let's read this together, Luke chapter one. It says, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. Turn to your neighbor and say, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And Mary said, and Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm still a virgin? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. I want you to put your hands up for just a moment because the Holy Spirit wants to come upon us this morning and the power of the most high wants to overshadow us to begin to cause us to become pregnant with the purposes of God. Now, for some of you men that feel uncomfortable with the idea of getting pregnant, ladies, we have to be get, get used to be called the sons of God. So men, you can go with the analogy for just a moment, okay? <laughs> the Holy Spirit will come upon you. He's coming upon you right now. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called the Holy Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month of she who was called barren. Listen, some of you feel like the promises of God have been barren and unproductive in your life. But when the Holy Spirit begins to overshadow you and the power of God begins to come upon you, that which was once called barren begins to produce fruit. In this time, this set time of favor, God is saying, get ready for one of your greatest fruit producing seasons that you've ever been in. Amen. Now for this church, I believe that God's declaring that it's a time of supernatural increase. And I felt like the Lord said, he's not just going to cause increase to come to this church in the way of numbers, but also in the way of influence. He's not just going to bring addition. He's going to bring multiplication. How many believe that God is a God that multiplies? Amen. And so then the the angel concluded his discourse with Mary by saying this, for nothing, nothing is impossible with God. Do you believe that? Nothing is impossible with God. And Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. 
One of the first things that we have to do if we're going to birth prophetic destiny is that we've got to shift into a mindset that we are in a set time of favor. And that means in the set time of favor, all kinds of supernatural things can take place. Let me tell you in scripture, whenever favor shows up, whenever you see the word favor, you actually see things begin to shift and things begin to change. In uh, the book of Exodus, the children of Israel were under cruel Egyptian bondage for 430 years. And Moses went before Pharaoh and said, let my people go. And it says that at first Pharaoh would not let them go, but then it said the favor of the Lord came upon the people of God and Pharaoh let them go. How many believe that the enemy has to let go of your kids, let go of your finances, let go of your destiny, your health, your blessings, because God is declaring it is my set time of favor. Psalms 102 verse 13 and 14 says, the time to favor Zion came, the set time has come. I want you to say my set time has come because you see when favor shows up, everything changes. Now, how many of you parents out there have more than one child? You know what I used to do with my kids? I used to take every one of my kids aside and say, you're my favorite, but don't tell the others. How many know every one of your kids can be your favorite kid? We have two daughters and a son. And for years, I used to tell my son, Jason, I'd say, Jason, you are my favorite son. I think he was 12 when he went, wait a minute, I'm your only son. I think he needed to know that though, because my daughter was later to marry a guy named Jason. So now I have a son named Jason, a son-in-law named Jason, a grandson named Jason, and a nephew named Jason. So maybe Jason just needed to know that he was my favorite son, okay? But how many know that every one of your kids can actually be your favorite, Favorite comes out of the word favor. And I believe we've got to start to get an attitude, not a bad attitude. I believe we've got to start to get an attitude that we are blessed and favored of God. And if you actually start believing that you're God's favorite, you'll start believing that things will happen for you that won't happen for others. For example, one time my my husband and I were on a ministry trip. We were over in England And uh, we actually had a team with us. Now, you would think that after traveling 200,000 miles a year, I would know how to read a flight schedule. But I got us to the airport actually two hours after our flight left. This was a bad thing, okay? So I went up to the counter. The lady said, why did you miss your flight? I said, oh, I read the schedule wrong. She said, oh, this is really bad. This is really bad. I'm like, I know. I'm feeling bad enough already. She says, no, 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 there is a strike going on right now with a lot of the airlines and I can't get you on another flight home for two weeks. How many know this is bad? (laughs) So we prayed and we said, God, give us favor. You see, favor opens up doors for you that have otherwise been closed. Let me tell you, there are people here that have been knocking on some doors and God wants to release some favor to you. Favor for some finances, for scholarships, for education. God wants to release some favor upon you for some land and some buildings. God wants to release favor on some of you that are in some immigration issues right now. And I just heard a strange word, uh, favor for somebody that needs favor with an orchard. I don't know what that means. Somebody out there knows what it means. Maybe somebody on the radio grabbing that right now aren't streaming. 
But I believe that God is saying, whatever it is that's been an opposition to you that looks really bad, favor opens doors that no man can open. Amen. And so we, the lady said, listen, your best bet is just to check through and we might be able to get one of you on a flight here and one of you on a flight there. There were six of us. But we believe God for favor. So we checked through to the other side. As we were checking our bags, they, the guy looked at my, my flight thing and he said, oh my gosh, you missed your flight. I said, I know. He goes, that's bad. <sighs> Listen, favor is even there when you're the one that messed up. Come on. Favor's there even if you don't really deserve it. Favor's there. Matter of fact, that's usually the time I need it the most is when I messed up. So I went went on through, went up to the desk on the other side of, of security, and I went checked in with the lady, said, you know, we're on this waiting list. And she said, you missed your flight? I said, I know. She goes, that's bad. I'm like, I know, I know. I said, but listen, if you wouldn't mind just doing me a favor. Do you hear how I asked that? Do me a favor. Come on, ask him for favor. When you have favor with God, God will give you favor with men. And so she said, well, this is pretty impossible. But how many know God loves to show off in the impossible? You know what impossible means? Impossible means you absolutely positively cannot do it until you see somebody else do it. Come on. They used to say it was impossible for a human being to run a four-minute mile until a man named Roger Bannister did it. Come on. Now there's all kinds of people that have broken the four-minute mile. They used to say it was impossible for a human being to actually go all the way to the top of Mount Everest until Sir Edmund Hillary did it. Now you know who's going to the top of Mount Everest? Grandmas. Come on. What once seems to be impossible no longer is impossible when somebody breaks through. So I was believing that God was going to give me favor for me and my team. So the lady called me up and she said, listen, you're great Delta customers. Tell you what, I'll, I've got seats for you and your husband. We'll send you guys home and we'll get the rest of your people home as you can go. I said, no, that won't work. I said, number one, they've never traveled internationally before. Number two, they did not know England was an island. Okay, so you see, I really can't leave them. I said, can you just send them? She said, no, ma'am. I said, well, just see what you can do. I appreciate any favor you can give me. Just a couple minutes later, she said, Miss Hammond, will you come on up here? And she slid me six tickets across the counter. And she said, these are the tickets for your family. Which I thought was interesting since everybody else on my team was black. Okay. <clears throat> come on. She said, this is for your family. How many know favor will open doors for you? Amen. We are in a set time of favor and we need to start believing God for that favor. Amen. Maybe you've knocked before and asked and maybe you've been told no. But did you hear what, what, uh, what Pastor Jim said? He said, go back and look again. I'm going to tell you to do something else. Knock again. Ask again and see if the Lord won't do it. Amen. Now, the second thing about understanding the set time of favor is that number two, we've got to sync up. If that's what heaven is saying, if that's what God is declaring, we've got to get synced up to what heaven is saying. That means that we've got to get our head and our heart and our mouth in agreement. Come on, our head, our heart, and our mouth in agreement. Some of you have been out there binding the devil, and some of you just need to start binding yourself. 
I bind myself in Jesus' name. Come on. Because you're talking yourself out of your blessing. We need to get ourselves synced up and we need to find a place of agreement. When Mary heard what the angel said, she says, you know what? What you just said to me is crazy. That's impossible. That sounds way out there. Nevertheless, let it be unto me according to your word. You know how we sync up? We sync up through these wonderful times of worship. We sync up through reading the word. We sync up through times of prayer. And we get our heart and our spirit in alignment. Listen, I have uh, six grandchildren. And one of my grandchildren, his name is Aiden. He's, he was four years old when this happened just a few months ago. But this kind of illustrates what we go through when God begins to speak to us. Um, Aiden is the middle child of three little boys. And uh, his mommy was putting him to bed one night. She said, now listen, Aiden, I'm going to go put your younger brother to bed. But listen, I need you to stay in your bed. I don't want to get out here after I put Lucas to bed and find you playing with your toys. Do you understand? And he said, yes, mommy, I understand. So she went and put Lucas to bed. She came out, found Aiden in the playroom playing with his toys. She said, Aiden, I thought we talked about this. Didn't we talk about you staying in your bed? He said, yes, mommy. She said, well, why are you out here playing with your toys then? And he said, well, mommy, my head told me to stay in my bed, but my heart told me to come play. How many know that his heart will get him in trouble? Do you know what's interesting is that Mary's name actually means obstinate, rebellious, and bitter. I'm sorry for anybody out there whose name is Mary, okay? That's not, I don't mean to put that on you. But look what God did. Jesus was born out of a woman whose name means bitter, obstinate, and rebellious. Isn't that what God does? Is he comes into our bitter, obstinate, rebellious nature and turns us into world changers, amen? Let me, let me read you a couple of scriptures. In Proverbs chapter 23, verse seven, it says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. See, we need to start getting an attitude that we are blessed of the Lord. Mark chapter 11, verse 22 says, Whosoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, but does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says will be done, he shall have what he says. How many want to believe that God's going to sync up what you're hearing the voice of God saying with what your heart can believe and what your mouth can begin to speak? In this season of time. I think it's very interesting in Matthew chapter 9 verse 29. There were two blind men that came to Jesus asking to be healed. And Jesus' message to them was this. According to your faith, be it unto you. I love the way it says it in the message Bible. In the message Bible it says, become what you believe. Come on church, do we believe what we believe we believe? Do we believe what we believe we believe? Because if you really believe it, your belief will inform your behavior. That's why we've got to get synced up with what heaven's saying. That's why we come to, to church on Sunday morning to, to not just hear a word preached, but so that our, our lives can sync up to what God is saying. I heard somebody say one time, never doubt in the dark what you heard in the light. Because God will say something to you and then everything around you will break loose to try to talk you out of that. But when you're synced up with heaven and you believe what you believe you believe, then you'll see God begin to move on your behalf. Let me tell you what happens with these devices. Y'all all have them? We got to sync them up every now and then, right? So here's what happens when we sync them up. Number one, it gets set to a master clock. 
right? Or the master plan. Number two, it fixes all the bugs and all the things that have gotten out of alignment. Number three, when you're synced up the right way, it puts you in a position so that you can receive an upgrade. Come on. You get notifications that says an upgrade is now available. Well, I am your prophetic notification today here to tell you that there's an upgrade available that comes through the favor of God and syncing up with what heaven says. Amen. And so when you need an upgrade, the first thing you know is you got to know it's available. So you know it's available. Now lift up your hands because then what we do is we make a request. We got to make a request. God, I want that upgrade. I want that upgrade of favor in my life. All right. And then what we got to do is we got to stay connected until it downloads. Amen. And sometimes in the middle of that process, after that download is complete, sometimes you know what you got to do? It says restart your computer. You know what you got to do sometimes? You got to hit a reset button. Some of you just need to hit a reset button. Listen, I used to take my computer to my husband. I'd be like, honey, my computer's not working. He'd say, okay, honey, I'll fix this. Go on in the other room. I'll take care of this. And all he would do is turn it off and turn it back on. And amazingly, it would work. But I thought he was a computer genius. But all he had to do was hit a reset button. Listen, some of you feel like things just haven't been working. You need to get synced up and just let God hit a reset button in your life. Amen? The set time of favor is come. And we're going to sync up to what heaven is saying. The last thing that I want to say is this. A couple of uh, weeks ago, I was in our time of prayer. And I heard the Lord say, set the time. Not set time. Set the time. So I looked at my watch. It said 8.47. Set the time. Okay. I looked at the, the watch, the clock on the wall. It said 8.42. So I went over and I moved the, moved the arm on the clock up. And when I did that, I noticed that in the middle of the clock, it said establish the logo on the clock said establish 18.47. I went, huh, 8.47, 18.47. I went back to prayer and I heard the Lord say again, set the time, 8.47. Set the time, 8.47. I didn't know what it meant. So I looked up every scripture in the Bible that had a reference of 847. And I found that there was actually only three. There's one in John 847 that talks about the importance of hearing the voice of God. How many understand when we hear God's voice, it enables us to sync up and begin to download the upgrades that God is giving, that God is releasing. The second scripture is in 1 Kings chapter 8 verse 47 where Solomon was praying and dedicating the temple and he said this. He said, Lord, this nation that you love, if there comes a time when this nation turns away from you and starts following after other gods or goes into sin or goes into wickedness, Lord, when they pray, hear their prayer and heal their land. I want you to know yesterday was a a day of prayer, not just what we did here at the prophetic conference, but there was 110,000 people gathered in, uh, in Los Angeles. I don't know how many people were on the mall yesterday praying for this nation and all over this nation, it was a day of prayer. How many believe that God wants to sync this nation up with its original covenants and destiny? Amen. But the third scripture was really what got my attention. And it's the woman that's pressing through the crowd. Because she needs a miracle. Because she's desperate for God. She's desperate for a miracle. And Jesus is just walking through the crowd. 
And this woman reaches out and grabs hold of the hem of his garment. And Jesus stops and says, wait a minute, who touched me? And his disciples say, what do you mean who touched you? There's people all around you. And he says, no, 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 no. Somebody touched me because I felt power flow out of my, flow out of me. And you see, this woman was just desperate enough that she pressed past every barrier to get her miracle. What does this have to do with set, set the time? Well, you see, every place else that you saw Jesus go, it says Jesus was doing that which he saw the father doing. But on this occasion, the woman set the time for her miracle. Come on, she wasn't waiting for Jesus to come to her. She went after him. Come on, sometimes we think we're waiting on God when in fact God is waiting on us. Now this takes us back to the story of Mary when Jesus is now an adult and to the very first miracle that Jesus ever did in John chapter 2. Do you remember it? Jesus turned water into wine. And Mary, Jesus' mother, comes to him and says, Son, this wedding has run out of wine. And Jesus' response to her was, Woman, what does that have to do with me? I told my son, you ever call me woman? I brought you into this world. I can take you out, okay? Said, Woman, what does that have to do with me? My hour or my time has not yet come. It's not time, mom, for miracles. And the very next verse, you see Mary saying to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. So you see, I think that there was probably a little conversation that went on between Jesus saying, my hour has not yet come, and Mary saying to the servants, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And I think the conversation went like this. Son, I am your mother, and you will do this for me. What was she doing? She was putting a demand on the anointing. And she was reaching into the future and pulling the future into her now. Why am I saying this? Set the time. Your miracle is not coming. Your miracle is here. Your breakthrough is not coming. Your breakthrough is here. Your healing is not coming. Your healing is here. It's already been made available to us. The year of Jubilee is every single day, every single moment, if you are a believer. So I want you to stand to your feet, and we're going to put a demand on the anointing right now. How many want to see some things break through for you? How many want to see some miracles happen for you? How many want to see some things get released for you this year? Amen. Lift up your hands. Father, we decree right now that it is a set time of favor. And Lord, we decree, Father God, Lord, that you are stirring in our hearts, Father God, a hunger to see you move, a hunger to see breakthroughs happen for our families, for our finances, for our health, for our well-being. And for our destiny. God birthed prophetic destiny in us so that we can be world changers. Lord, release to us your set time of favor and your hour of jubilee, which is now in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord another shout of jubilee. Lord, we receive your jubilee in Jesus' name.